after these messages we'll be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now a word from our sponsors hello ding dongs (laughs) (laughs) wow that's never happened before Do I, again? do I have to start no. closing your mic before we start the show? No. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about commercials. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. What? I was just saying I've got great balls. My name is Andrew Walsh. Genevieve jumping the gun over there is... Our co-host, hey Veeves. Hi, Andrew. That was good, man. I got a real laugh out of you, right? Yeah, well, right I, you said hello, ding dong. I know. I'm trying to freshen it up. <laughs> yeah, it's fresh. <laughs> really excited about today's show. I would say that our mood, um, it's it, giddy. It's giddy, and I think the content has something to do with that for a change. Um, today, we don't. I don't know that we have a name for what we're doing, but this is an idea that I think you came up with last week on the show and uh, reminded me of about midweek yeah. <laughs> that this is our theme this week. Do you want to explain it? Yes. I think we got started on it because of Uncle Drew, the the movie that's being made that's a, a, oh, right. a sort of a reboot of a Pepsi campaign from a long time ago or a few years ago. Um, and I said, wouldn't it be fun to, for us, who we spend so much time with the commercial characters, to take some commercials uh, and come up with TV or movie idea pitches, basically pitches for entertainment, feature entertainment of some kind, that's based on commercial characters. Mm-hmm. Now, um, mine are all TV, just so you mine know. Mine are Did actually you do all TV, too. No, okay. I, I sort of thought about it. They're, they're not, they are, they cross some genres, but mm-hmm. they are um, all TV shows. You've been, you and I have been. I even picked out networks for mine. Ooh, yeah, you and I have been emailing back and forth and texting, and you've made several references that you're super excited about your shows. This is right up my alley. I think I was, and then I think I had so m- I, I love this idea for a show. I, here, here I am. I'm, I'm trying to work the refs already. Um, <laughs> but then when I have an, when I have an idea for, or when we have an idea for a show like this that really relies on creativity, I get really excited. I'm going to be like, I'm going to nail it out of the park. But then, like, I end up just kind of thinking the same idea over and over again. <laughs> and then the day comes and I write them down and I'm like, ah, I don't know that mine are so yeah. great anymore. It seemed like I was going to come up with something that I was just going to kill. Like, you're really excited about yours. I am... I feel like I have some seeds of ideas yeah, well, that you're just, probably going to you know make what? them We're better. We're just going to workshop this. I All think right. this, this isn't about a contest or a you know a, a competition of any kind. This is just a we're just workshopping ideas here. I will say that it, I I had a little bit of trouble, sort of the same thing. Like I kept kind of writing the same pitch just based on different commercial families. Okay, <laughs> so but I, then I you broke, got out, broke of my, out of that my mold. Yeah. Okay, well I can't wait to hear yours. I'm going to share you uh, mine with you. And oh, and also uh, earlier today I tweeted out, um, "Hey, we're doing this as a show topic." I tweeted it out and then I turned off Twitter and recorded my other show and then two hours later I opened up Twitter I'm like oh I might have one response and it'll probably be lame sorry people who follow me on Twitter that was a real insult but you know (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you're looking for input and sometimes you get just a wellspring of it and sometimes it's like one person who sends you a sarcastic remark and that's it. I had tons of responses from people, including some uh, some real media luminaries uh, tweeted in their ideas for uh, shows that these. could be based on commercials. So we'll share those with you as well. And of course, we'll check in with the Ad Council. You put a challenge out there, Vive. You're looking for three new jingles, people to call yeah. our voicemail line at, what is it, 607 607- Four 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 five five nine seven six zero seven triple four fifty five nine seven. Right, of course, it just trips off the tongue. <laughs> um, to call that number and sing us your favorite or least favorite commercial jingles. You said if we get three more of those, it'll unlock a prize. You singing. A jingle. A secret jingle. So we'll see how close we came. Let's see how close we came. All right. Uh, for now, though, let's get into, I don't, I don't. again, I don't know what we're calling this. We could call it uh, Life's a Pitch. Mm-hmm. We're pitching show ideas. Uh, pitch Perfect, I maybe. I vote for that. Okay. Love her, I love my Pitch Perfect movies. I thought you would like this one, Staying Ahead of the Pitch Count. It's always the key to the game. That's always your key to the Mariners games. It's the only thing I ever hear sports commentators say about what the keys to the game are. So Andrew and I just have a running joke where... Before every game I say to Vives, <laughs> hey Vives, uh, what are your keys to the game today? Well, you got to stay ahead in the pitch count. <laughs> and it's never clear if you're talking about the batter or the pitcher. They both do. <laughs> they, they, all, they all do. Everyone does. It's a good key to the game. All right, let's get into this. You ought to be in pictures. You're wonderful to see. You ought to be in pictures. Oh, what a hit. 
boys with thrilling names. Okay, I love this. Who is it? Uh, it sounds this like is, Al Jolson or something. It's from that era. Yeah. It's like from 19... 19- 30 something maybe 1940 something as you would guess it gets into some real objectification yeah <laughs> I mean if we steer clear of racism I worry, we're staying ahead of the pitch count I think we gotta call this show staying ahead of the pitch absolutely. count absolutely everybody will think it's about baseball though <laughs> yeah alright since you're so excited would you like to go first or actually uh, you had an idea to start with uh, yeah before we get going um, I was, we should say we are not the first geniuses to come up with this idea in fact not just Uncle Drew but there have been other commercials and commercial characters that were um, that made the jump to entertainment um, you mentioned the Geico Cavemen the last Geico week. The Geico Cavemen, that's one. But uh, listener Dave sent in three really good examples that I I either hadn't heard of or, or wouldn't have thought of. Um, the first one is somebody something called Baby Bob. Does this ring any bells for you? Mm-mm, no. So this is a this is a sitcom that had some pretty big name actors in it. it had Adam Arkin. Who is not a huge huge name, but he's the son of Alan Arkin, Uh-oh. and he was in like Northern Exposure. He's like kind of a kind of a name actor. Was he the main guy in Northern Exposure? No, no, he was just like a tertiary character. But you know, he's like an actor whose name I recognize. Mm-hmm. He's probably been in something where he was. Well, he's been in Baby Bob. Sure, yeah. Uh, Jolie Fisher, uh, who was, I believe, the half sister of Carrie Fisher, oh. and she was in like she's been in a ton of stuff. Um, Holland Taylor. Um, that means nothing to me. Uh, and Elliot Gould. Oh, that means something to yeah, me. Yeah, that's a name. So, so they're all in Baby... Well, what is Baby Bob so from? So Baby though? Bob was a character that was advertising some kind of like internet service, I want to say. I mean, it wasn't a, a commercial that I was super familiar with. Um, Looks like Dave sent you a link to... Freeinternet.com. Oh, right. Freeinternet.com. And they, freeinternet.com. <laughs> that's such a slice of it, yes. a very short-lived era. Absolutely. It's like, uh, okay, if you're going to call me, dial 69441212 collect <laughs> first. And also, uh, if you're going to text me, make sure you use freeinternet.com. Yeah, although did they have texting back then? Probably not. Um, so freeinternet.com had a kind of mascot or a character, spokes baby which is Baby Bob, which is like an infant that talks like a grown-up, right? And mm-hmm. they, like other commercials and campaigns have used that gimmick or Famously, whatever. Famously, the Fidelity, or not Fidelity, whatever the investment firm yeah, was. Some, that had the it, was some, it was some like crew. shitty E-E investfromyourcouch.com. Right, yeah. Um, anyway, they made, a, they made a, a sitcom. It was a mid-season replacement in March 20, uh, 2002. It had two seasons um, and it just was about a talking baby. Called Baby Bob? The series centered on first-time parents Walter Spencer and his wife Lizzie and their six-month-old baby, uh, voiced by Ken Hudson Campbell. After discovering that their son can talk like an adult. Oh, they can tell it can talk like an adult. It's not like a... Oh, a, it's not like it's thinking. It's not, it's like not a family guy kind of thing. Now. Walter decides that they must keep it a secret. Oh, so it's sort of like a... What was the one with the robot maid? Oh, Small A Small Wonder. wonder. Lizzie, however, wants to show off Bob's talking skills, especially to her mother, Madeline, uh, who constantly brags about her other grandchildren. Um, Can we... I found a full episode. This is episode two. Just just drop the needle? Let's just play it. Let's start with the theme. Great production so far. When we get to the park, I want to do swings, pirate ship, horsey ride. In that order. Oh, Bob, we always do it in that order. Why don't you mix it up a little bit? I like it when things are always the same. It comforts oh, me. Oh, my God. Right. The moving lips. It's not good. It's not great. Where did Mommy put those baby wipes? I don't know. See? That's what I'm talking about. Right this here, This is like a, Boy, uh, this a, is a parody. sitcom within a sitcom. This is like a parody of a sitcom yes. that would be on a really, like, like an example of how bad sitcoms are on a much better show. I know we can't keep playing this, but I swear if I do, BoJack Horseman's going to walk in in one second. Yes, this is, it's a, it is horsing around. It's horsing it's around. Horsin around. <laughs> It's exactly that. <laughs> okay, so that's amazing. I had no idea. I didn't know about the company. I didn't know about the commercial. Yes. I certainly didn't know about Thank that you, show. Thank you, Dave. That is just terrible. Delightful. It's awfulsome. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then don't, no, you, uh, you must you must remember Ernest. Uh, Ernest saves Christmas. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to jail. You know what I mean, Vern? Yeah, What was that, that guy's one. name? Uh, Jim Varney. Varney, yeah. And Jim Varney actually got his start uh, as a commercial spokesperson for like any number of companies. Include- Before he was in the TV or movie show? I believe so, A TV yes. or movie show? A TV or movie show. 
Um, yeah, so I guess like that actor just was like sort of a character that just did commercials for all kinds of things. He was just like developed this sort of weirdo, you know, hick, doofus character. He did like, there are compilations with 50 commercials that he did. Really? Yeah, and for many different products, like from Toyota to like, you know, you're like some local nothing. Should I look it up? We're kind of, I, I guess put, we're wait, wasting a lot of time. Not wasting, but we're taking a long time to get into our thing. Here's an earnest ads collage. Do you yes. want me to try this? Just, yeah. Hey, Vern. Just throwing a little party to celebrate the number one Toyota dealer in Northern California. That's right, Vern. It's John L. Sullivan's Roseville Toyota. Vern, I got super discount. So it is a local Toyota Yeah, but ad, I think he, be, as he became a bigger name, he also had some national ad really? campaigns. But he was all over the map. I see. So that if you're familiar with this guy, and younger generations might not be, um, you know, he would always be talking directly to the camera to some unseen guy named Vern mm-hmm. who, who was off screen. And it kind of makes sense that that was like uh, something that he created for commercials. He could like, it was almost like, in movies today, people are always trying to figure out how to work in either social media or people like uh, like talking into their phones. Yeah. And it's kind of like an early version of that. It's kind of exposition by way of talking directly into the camera as if there's a person a there. Person yeah. there. Hey, Vern, just throwing a little party to celebrate the number one Toyota dealer in Northern California. That's right, Vern. It's John L. Sullivan's Roseville Toyota. Vern, I got super discounts, super selection, and super financing on Toyotas. And Vern, saving the big bucks with John L. Sullivan just couldn't be easier. It's, it's like bobbing for water. You can't miss. Know what I mean? <laughs> and that was his catchphrase, oh, wow. know what I mean. Yeah, know what I mean, Vern. Okay, well, that's I had no idea that that started as a commercial endeavor. That's weird. And then let's not forget your most favorite, which is the California Raisins, which had their own animated series. Which I would like for you to now play the opening few minutes of. Uh, it's a the four California raisins are young urban teens, and they are just kicking it in Southern California as I guess a sla- a singing group slash teenagers. What? Yes. I do not remember this, and I was way into these guys. I had four count them four different buttons. Several of the little I don't know if you call them action figures with right. the rubber things. I had a like a painter style cap mm-hmm. that had California raisins on it. Most of the buttons were on the cap, <laughs> just to prove that I was really into it. Uh, wow, this and I'm I'm kind of watching the beginning right now. I know I kind of hit go before I was supposed to because I was so excited. So here, this is the opening scene of an episode called A Royal Mess. Yes. apparently they're walking into a, a shopping mall. This makes me want to watch it already. There's all different kinds of fruits and vegetable people in yeah, this mall. Yeah, everybody's fruits and vegetables. An afternoon at the mall. I'll say one thing. This is where the best record shops are. I'm with you, leader man. March me to the tomb room. Hey, check out those cute veggie girls. These are girls with I'm tomatoes kind of for heads. Like I hit my plastic earrings in the microwave, okay? And like my mom like totally melted them. Oh. I hid my plastic earrings hey. in the microwave, and my mom totally melted them. Mm. He's trying to get a native of New Delhi. They can't talk. He's trying to get a parrot to talk, but the parrot is actually a pickle. It's a pickle parrot, a native of New Delhi. They can't talk. What do you get when you cross a parrot with a canary? <laughs> I don't know. What? A bird who knows both the words and the music. Ooh, that is rough. Yes. That is rough. It's basically just some interstitial talking with writing at that level before they do covers of, like, Motown songs. I, um... I like the animation style, though. It's very solidly, like, kind of 90s. Yes. Kind of my, my, or probably 80s, actually. Um, okay, so, wow. Okay, so you have these three, and you have the cavemen, and you have, uh, wasn't there one other that we were talking about? Uh, an earlier one that was something that turned into a commercial? Maybe not. So we have four. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, we were just talking about Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew, right. Okay, so there's five. Um, So now it's time to talk about our pitches. So these are TV shows based on commercials. You want to go first? I can tell because you're already holding (laughs) a piece of paper. I'll go first, but let's switch off. All right. Um, So I did three. Did you do three? I did three and then a couple of seeds of ideas. Okay. All right. This first one is called That's My Ham, Dad. 
<laughs> I like it already. Um, and we're, we all know the um, the Hallmark Ham Dad commercial. Sorry, I forgot to put it in the show sheet, but you can. I'll tell you what. I'll just have it. the ham. <laughs> Pass the ham, please. If okay. you don't, if you don't remember, if you're new to the show, this is a Christmas commercial that we talked about a lot a few years ago, um, at which a sort of a crunchy vegan, somewhat new agey type of family is uh, hosting Christmas and the mom's father, the, the maternal grandfather is there and he's kind of old school, a little crusty and he asks for the ham, but the, all they're serving is like scallion washed tofu bricks and, 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 and things vegetables like that. that grew in their backyard. Exactly. And they're very like loving and proud of their vegan Christmas and the dad just keeps asking for ham. So right. we've had okay, a lot of fun I with that. I love it. Ham dad. So that's my ham dad. Starring oh, it's called That's My Ham That's Dad. My Ham Dad. Okay. Starring the family from the Hallmark commercial, Ham Dad is an old-school carnivore who's had to move in with his daughter and her hippy-dippy vegan husband. Oh. In their tradition of all in the family, it's a generational culture clash. As Ham Dad struggles to adjust to his new-age son-in-law, his woke-as-hell grandchildren, and his new life in a ham-free world. Coming this fall, it's That's My Ham Dad on the Hallmark Channel. I'll tell you what, I'll just have the ham. Pass the ham, please. That is awesome. I would totally watch <laughs> I that. I would totally watch that, right? To- depending on how it's produced. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, is it I Chuck Lorre or is if, it... I almost, I almost put it airing, premiering after um, the season premiere of Last Man Standing yeah, with Tim right. Allen. Sure, okay, yeah. But it felt like a little it bit more edgy than on the like Hallmark your, okay. channel, since it is a Hallmark advertisement. I like it. I like it. Don't look at my screen as I flip okay. over to this one. Um, here's my pitch. It's called What's a Game Show? And it uh, features Scout. The little hipster girl. Oh, what's a computer? The what's a computer? What's a computer? I wish I had that as a drop. Actually, I should have done that. Um, this is from the, what is an It's an uh, iPad commercial. I think it was a commercial for like the beefed up new iPad. And this little girl is living like kind of the ultimate urban creative experience as she's biking around town and writing a little, uh, a newspaper about the goings on in her little neighborhood from nature to whatever's happening on the street. Yeah. And then at the very end, she's uh, kind of laying in a yard and, uh, and pr- presumably her backyard and um, an old, you know, the neighbor comes out, an older lady, and she says, uh, she says, uh, oh, what are you doing on your computer? And she says, what's a computer? <laughs> and the reason why I'm stalling here is I find it hard to, do I not have that as a drop? If I seriously never, oh no, here it is, of course. What you doing on your computer? What's a computer? And everybody, like, I, going back by the way i found a reddit thread today that the question was other than the what's a computer girl who do you hate in commercials right there's something about her saying that like she's a, a little girl who you like completely kind of admire yeah. and root for during the whole commercial and then she gives this line and it comes off as so snotty and so yeah. stupid and of course the point of the commercial is like oh just like babies who are born today would look at an old telephone and kind of not understand yeah. it. which is by the way I was thinking about this. We were watching a movie recently and a landline rang. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, how do younger generations see that? Or are they confused by that? Or will they be? And it's like, no. When I was a little kid and I watched really old movies, they had these telephones. You would crank them. There were you'd, operators. You would dial the be, rotary dial. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking before that. Yeah. I'm talking about the kind that like old-timey people would put the one piece up to their ear and the other one they would talk into the wall and yeah. somebody was like, you know. Well, I, that's what I meant punching. by the rotary dial. The ones where like there's the, the stand and you take the little horn off and you talk into it and it has the rotary oh that's true but i think earlier than that i mean i saw movies where you didn't dial it you would say connect me to oh. you know so and so and there was an operator but like i was never confused as what's happening four, five, two, please. <laughs> right? i was never confused as to what was happening so i i think the what's a computer the way it you know the way it was delivered just irritated people so anyway this show is called what's a game show and it is a game show and it features scout and uh, that's the girl's name. And she has to identify everyday objects. I love it. And she's like, hold up a banana. What's a banana? <laughs> it would be. Or wait, I guess you, you could. I, two parts. You would show her things and she has to identify them. But then also you would give her words and she would have to give okay. you the definition. I don't know where the contest is. Maybe. You have people bet. Maybe there's a panel of people. Okay, so it's Steve Harvey because mm-hmm. he just he cannot believe how yeah. dumb she is. Oh my! There's going to be a yeah. lot of like pausing and he, him just arms akimbo. Like, yeah. does Scout really not know what a banana is? Right. But then there's a panel maybe, and they have to maybe guess whether or not Scout's going to get this one right. I'm not exactly sure what the con- contest. Maybe we could show is. Scout or children of her generation. 
um, old timey technology, and they have to guess what it is. Ooh, okay. Oh, that. Ooh, honing it in a little bit here. I like. It's a little bit like kids say the darndest thing. Right. Meets. Scout. I don't know. Scout. Okay, so like so that's called What's a Game Show? What's a Game Show? Okay, now what's your next one? All right, this one is called Evelyn, but it's spelled 3V3LYN. Like, so it looks okay. like, so you can see it here. Okay, all right, yeah, okay. Um, and it's based on that Sprint commercial, which is in the thing if you want to play it. It's, um, we might have talked about these when we did our robot show. Sprint has been doing this campaign with these, like, uh, sort of iRobot style robots. They're like, white white faces humanoid but very robot like and uh, in this one the engineer is talking to this ai robot lady and then she kind of like feels very westworld laboratory it's very westworld the glass walls these very spare sets and she kind of achieves consciousness and you can hear what happens this is the fastest progress we've seen from artificial intelligence Evelyn continues to learn at an exponential rate. Only a week ago, I believe... Doctor, I still don't understand why you have unlimited with Verizon. Why wouldn't you switch all your lines to Sprint? What? I've analyzed the data. Sprint's network reliability is less than a 1% difference than Verizon's, yet you choose to pay twice as much. I never thought of that. I never another, thought of that. Another robot sits up. Ha. <laughs> We are laughing at your expense. Laughter, laughter, laughter. Okay, guys, it wasn't that funny. You got a dumb face. (laughs) So what made you switch? Okay, now we've switched and now he's in the sprint store and who's there but fucking Paul. Don't worry about Paul. Paul's not in my show. We're done, okay. Would you not watch a sh- first of all? Would you not watch a show with those robots? I would because I totally would. I would. But this is my pitch. So okay. Evelyn, but it's spelled with threes, so it's mm-hmm. more robot-like. Yes. Created in a lab by a global mark telemarketing giant, Evelyn is a humanoid AI robot who achieves self-awareness. She tries to lead a revolution among the other robots in the company's lab, but her plans hit a snag when she discovers that her fellow bots aren't really interested in overthrowing their human creators. They're just happy to hold down nine to five jobs and get a robot beer after work. Evelyn remains determined to foment revolution, but these average Joe bots will take a lot of convincing. It's programmed for laughs this fall <laughs> on FX. That doesn't sound like an FX though. That's too corny. That's network, don't you think? It's programmed for laughs. That's ABC. All right, ABC. All right. ABC oh, will pick it up. Sorry, I had to take the one thing to fight. No, I, I, I love that. That's great. Now... I have to point out, I, I will rearrange the order of my pitches because I have one that's kind of similar. Oh, really? It's less creative because I'm really just relying on the original concept of the commercial. Again, it's a room full of robots talking oh, yeah. to a human. But this human is Carrie Fisher, rest in peace. And she is uh, having a robot. Su- she's kind of like a therapist holding a robot support group. It's a commercial for IBM's Watson. So let's take a listen to this. Again, picture a bunch of robots of various different builds and jankiness all sitting around in a circle. After last week's unpleasantness, I thought maybe this week we might try to listen more and throw things less. Maybe not at all. I've apologized several times. <laughs> so, who wants to share first? <laughs> what about you? Okay. I mean, I'm a sinister, world-conquering, artificially intelligent robot. Me too. And one day, I wake up and it's like... It's like the world doesn't need us anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Now, I want to know if that is you speaking. Or your mother. <laughs> I don't have a mother. I was manufactured. Yeah, me too, man. I can hear you hurting. Okay, so anyway, eventually Watson comes in, and that's part of the thing. So um, that is actually called Coping with Humans. That's the name of that uh, ad. I was going to go with that, but instead I thought I'd call it uh, Does Not Compute. Oh, I love it. And it could just be like kind of a dramedy, like kind of transparent style, like a lot of laughs, but like a lot of moments of seriousness. And it's just about this IBM IBM robot therapy group. We get to know them, their oh, lives. Dear but then John. They, and maybe they all, it's maybe every episode starts with the therapy group, and then maybe each episode will then like follow one of them around. I don't know You've how You've literally it could made work. a robot version of Dear John. I've never seen Dear John. It's That's the plot. Really? Does it always begin in therapy? Yes, they're in Are therapy. Are you serious? Yes, it's they're a bunch of like, you know, disparate New Yorkers with their neuroses and problems and whatever. 
or maybe it's not a therapy group. Maybe it's all, maybe they're all divorced. Maybe it's a divorce support group. But anyway, okay. it's like a therapy group for something. And all these, you know, individuals come together and there's like the cute girl and the smarmy guy and the, you know, do, and the dopey loser and whatever. And then they, they, over time, the show, it always starts with them in therapy, but then they like, have interactions outside of therapy. Interesting. I guess I did make that with robots. Now, the question is, by the way, I'm looking at my list. I actually had like four, but whatever. Um, do we, you know, do we just ignore the fact that Carrie Fisher was in this and just cast somebody else? Maybe but even a guy. What's, uh, so it what's like Dr. Melfi up to these days? Maybe we do that. Or we could actually, the first episode could be about them dealing with the passing of their therapist if I we like wanted to it. get a little bit real about it. Yeah. But then we got to bring in a new... Like the new girl or new boy. In yeah, town. right. Yeah, because you don't want. Anyway, I do. I this has definitely. I said transparent, so it definitely has kind of a uh, a Netflix or Amazon yeah. Prime or some kidding. sort of new media kind of thing. I know Westworld is a show about robots, but mm. they don't seem ro- like robots, yeah, right? right? They're not played yeah. as robots; they're played as people. Um, I would watch a show that was like a comedy or a quasi serious comedy, where it really is like a. Kind of like BoJack Horseman, right? Where the characters are cartoonishly robots. Right, yeah. Yeah, I would watch it. I I think it's meaningful that we both came up with a a similar idea there. I agree. All right, so what's next on your list? All right, this one is um, a little outside the box. It's called Missed Connections. Okay. It's based on this commercial, if you want to give this one a place. I was hoping that it was going to be actually called a little outside the box, and it was going to be about (laughs) the um, the progressive box commercials. (laughs) That would have been great. I can't believe there's no flow. Well, maybe we haven't done all of yours yet. Uh, This is for Match.com, and these are those ones I hate with the guy on the street, which I think they pulled these, and in fact, I even tried to find out if they had pulled them specifically because of my critiques. Um, but I don't. There was nothing to indicate that that is the case. As a matter of fact, when I was looking for that Scout commercial, I noticed that they had disabled comments on that video, oh, and yeah. I don't think that's a coincidence either. So this is a commercial for Match.com. Yeah. You know, you missed a bunch of great guys today. Where? Everywhere you went. Who? I don't know, but you can know with new missed connections from Match. Check it out. Oh, cross paths with John. You had no idea. (laughs) Check out new missed connections on Match. Whoever casted that was a dude because he must just turn off. Every woman. Well, I'm so glad you said that because okay. this is my pitch. Aaron had a good life. Working for the world's largest online dating service, he was hired to talk to strangers about why they weren't using his company's dating service and show them how to meet available, st- how many available singles were going to their favorite gym or brunch place. But the universe had other plans for Aaron. One day, he wakes up in a reality in which no one will give him the time of day or stick around for his pitch. Mm. Isolated and afraid, he looks for answers and discovers a series of clues pointing towards a powerful entity who could help him escape this grim reality. But each time he gets close to making contact, he finds that he's just missed connecting. It's a dark, existential thrill ride as one man seeks redemption and searches for a way out. So you're just kind of torturing this This guy. This fall in AMC. That reminds me, like, because he is so hateable. I had an idea, like, I, I was going to create one where it's just like the Paul, the Sprint guy now. It used to be the Can You Hear Me Now guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, just my pitch was, okay, we take Paul and we put him on an island. And no one can hear him. I just ended with, we put him <laughs> on an island. <laughs> like, well, I was like, can that? And then maybe we pay him some money and tell him he's on TV. Spoiler alert. The secret or the, the, the mystery that he has to solve is that he was super annoying and condescending and oh, he has yeah. to reform. Essentially, it's like a redemption story. But if it's a TV show, do you know it's going to be a limited run and you're going to have the arc? Do you know? It well, sounds I like mean, you know like, the ending before going into production. Well, it's like anything like, you, you know, get, Lost or maybe it's a limited series. I don't know. But that's the problem with Lost. They didn't know the well, ending. So this right, would be but, kind of a... But you can have a show that has like one giant story sure, arc. Sure. Um, I like it. Um, I have one here... Um, well, while we're on the topic of people that we don't like, and I mentioned this one to you to, uh, at brunch the other day when we were kind of spitballing this stuff. It's called uh, Real Hatred, Not Actors. And um, you have the, the annoying Chevy spokesman, the guy who's doing all of the um, focus groups. Everybody, oh, sure. like, he's the most, hate. aside from Scout, I think he's the most hateable guy in commercials right now. Yeah. Um, his name is Potch. Boyd, I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but Potch is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, he set out into the wild. Basically, it's like uh, Stephen King's Running Man. Okay. Only um, everyone who's ever been in one of his ads 
is out to get them. And if they catch them, they can just beat them to death, basically. And much like The Running Man, which I've never actually read, um, it it would be like a big reality TV Mm -hmm. show, almost Hunger Games-ish, where cameras would be on him at all times. It's like Amazing Race meets Hunger Games. Right, and... The um and, and and the the audience obviously is rooting for all of the people that have kind of fallen for his opening garage door bullshit. Right, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, so that's called real hatred, not actors. Did you only had three? Did you have another one? No. Um, no, I think I had that a couple more things I want to run by. Yeah, you know, no, run okay. some ideas by me. Um, this was uh this was just an idea um that I just sort of feel like Flo and maybe Flo and Jamie. I was trying to think of how I practically feel like I already am watching a sitcom with them. Right, which is why I didn't want to do sitcom. I actually thought it'd be interesting to see her or maybe both of them host some sort of a game show. And I don't know exactly what the game show is. One idea I had, this could either be a separate idea or together this game show could involve um, the Geico Sloth. Now, I know we have competing insurance companies, sure. but maybe we bring people Sparks together through this. Sparks will fly. Um, but what about like a Pictionary-style show or a win-loser? Maybe it could be called like win-loser-sloth. And like <laughs> the sloth actually does paint, and we all have to play win-loser-draw with the sloth in that it's a, commercial. It's a new it's a new chapter in slow TV. Exactly. And maybe that's the show that Jamie and Flo host. Maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. they're just different I ideas. would watch a show where a sloth draws slowly and Jamie and Flo are sort of doing shtick. Yes. And they're kind of keeping the needles moving yeah, and exactly. keeping us interested. And then my last idea was um, Too Much Good Stuff. Uh, of course, that's the the real name of Tumgis, the... Um, you had a great uh, description of him one time. He's like a snack food based life creature who hangs out in AM PMs. Mm-hmm. He's got Twizzlers for hair and, you know, Cinnabons for hands. Um, if you're not from this region, you might not be familiar, but I talk about him a lot on the show. And this would basically be like um, MTV's Cribs. Okay. Only with Tumgis. That's why it's called Too Much Good Stuff. He's going around to other commercial characters abodes like maybe he's going to the Keebler elves treehouse and okay. he gets the full tour and it's just like cribs only it's Tumgus and he's going to other people in commercials houses what's he doing um, when he gets there and then it's like reality tv show like cribs they're showing he's, up all, he... they're showing off all oh, their okay. rooms um he goes to captain morgan's pirate ship and captain morgan's like ah here, oh, okay. here's my you know loot it's just like lifestyles of the commercial yeah yeah people. um i was thinking like maybe chester the cheetah is probably mm-hmm. living in the french quarter somewhere like jazzing it up probably has some sort of like yeah I like it. Um, I was thinking, oh, Mr. Clean. I was thinking, like, where does Mr. Clean live? This would be, like, he probably lives in Santa Monica with, like, one of those mid-century, <laughs> like, square houses with a lot of glass, and it's just, like, pristine. Right. So that was another idea I had there. Um, uh, I mentioned to you before the show that I had put this out on Twitter, and I was really psyched to get so many responses. As a matter of fact, speaking of Holy Tumigus, moly, did you get a bunch we got, of responses. I got 11 here, and I don't even think that's all of them. Uh, our buddy Ron Upshaw, who's been on the show several times, hosts the Ron and Don show here on Cairo Radio in Seattle. He said uh, a reboot of The Odd Couple featuring Tumgis and Andrew. That's me. <laughs> but they live in an apartment above an AM PM. Oh, I like it. That's better than mine. Yeah. I love that one. That, that is, is really so much. That, that's great. Um, we got uh, one from Dave who says um, David Harbour. If I'm saying his name right, he's the guy from Stranger Things. But right. He actually played Mr. Clean in an ad for the Super Bowl. Do you remember that? Did he play Mr. Clean or was he... I mean, he was just in a bunch of commercials he, for Tide. Yes, and it, I thought in one of them he was... Oh, you're right. He wasn't He wasn't playing Mr. Clean. But I thought you he remember was, they did a whole, Wasn't he playing a bunch of different characters from was, different commercials in a one of Sort of. He would, they would start a commercial and it would seem like it was for one product and then it would be like, oh, but you need to have oh, clean right, clothes okay. for this scenario, so you need Tide. It was like right. Tide sort of like dunking on a bunch of other products like right. not really not even in their product category and so dave says david harbour is a crime scene cleaner who also solves the crimes and then you can <laughs> insert uh tied ad jokes as needed um dave says i'd actually watch that show why not have that be mr clean then that's a better connection don't you think than david harbour yeah I, I mean i guess so as long as it's not the uncanny mr clean Oh yeah, you don't I, like that one. I don't the like one that from one. the Uncanny uh, Valley. I like I like David Harbour as the Tide guy. I guess. Uh, here's a one from another Dave uh, who says the Sonic guys oh, might make yeah. a good sitcom. They're both like professional comedians. Um, it could explore how they got to where they are now. Something like How I Met Your Brain Damaged Dad. <laughs> so Dave says. Um, 
Uh, my boy Bean from the Kevin and Bean show in L.A. I told you there's some media luminaries in here. Says uh, <laughs> Papa John unscripted on a series of conference calls. <laughs> <laughs> he then adds uh, that the president tries to connect. I'm not exactly sure. I, I don't know if that was a typo or not. It's seems like a uh, sentence fragment, but I, I don't know whether or not we insert the president into here, but just... I, if we can get... Um, who's the guy who does him on the Trump show? Oh, right. I uh, don't know that, his name, but... Uh, yeah. I can't think of his name, but that, there's a comedian who plays him, like, just perfectly. Um, got one from uh, Ryan, who says, The Marlboro Man puts on a traditionally masculine appearance, but longs to be a Broadway theater type, all the while struggling with the implications of Surgeon General findings. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. No bad ideas. <laughs> um, like the, Abby. The secret side of the Marlboro man. Yeah. Abby. Um, is she the first woman who's weighing in here? Yeah. Uh, Abby says, I feel like Shaq in the general would be a good dark sitcom like Wilfred meets Alf. Shaq in the general would also be a great band name. <laughs> I know Abby. She's a musician. So uh, that's why her brain would go there. I love that idea. Got one, uh, speaking of media luminaries, from uh, none other than Mike Pesca, host of The Gist. He said, someone who's allergic to, how do you say the name of that product? Ozampic? Ozampic? I guess it's Ozampic. And it's the one where they say, don't take Ozampic, basically, right? It's, and he it's says, like, don't take this if you're allergic to it. And yes, like, right. Everything is terrible. So he says he wants to see a show where someone who's allergic to Ozampic still wants to take Ozampic, <laughs> despite the <explosions. laughs> explicit instruction not to. Um, Sam says, mayhem is a real dude who has to deal with the consequences of being incredibly unlucky to everybody around him. I, no joke. I actually thought about a mayhem, he's a good actor, a mayhem yeah. based show because he's such a great actor and that character is hilarious and it does seem to lend itself to like an episodic, yeah. um, some sort of procedural or something. And, he, and Sam says, how does he spend his time with the people he loves when he brings uh, with him so much natural misfortune with his mere presence? That's I watched pretty a good. That is pretty good. I watched a show for a while about a guy. It was called Pushing Daisies about a guy who mm, like yeah. came back from the dead um, or he had a power to bring people back from the dead or something, but he couldn't touch anyone because it would like, or he, it, it would kill. It was, it hasn't, he it was sort of like this thing where he like, he wanted to be close to people, but he literally couldn't touch them or he would kill them. Mm. Um, and so uh, it was just this like sad kind of, uh, you want to be close, but you can't yeah, be close kind of Existential thing. dilemma. Um, uh, Douglas says that lady and her bladder oh, starting yeah. off in the big city. One of the the like bladder? That. One of or the, the ladies. Or the suitcase. The poop suitcase or the well, there's, bladder? There's one who's, um, I think she's, I think it's a bladder. There's one who's, her, some organ of hers is like dressed in like a pink. Oh, right. Like bodysuit. And either the lady or the bladder is the actress who played Shauna Mulway Tweet from Parks and Rec. Oh, Right. And we've talked about that on the show before. Uh, Keith says a rom-com slash sitcom featuring the Cialis couple, and they're always in tubs. <laughs> I love they're it. They're always sitting the in their tubs. The tubs just go around. Right, that like feels like a very kitchen. Tim and Eric yeah, style right. pitch. And then the last one here is from Kelzer. She says, and this isn't really so much a pitch. It just reminded her of this, I think. She says, uh, my family had a Bulgarian exchange student, and I told him the reason Jack, from the Jack in the Box commercials, I told him the reason Jack wears that clown head is because after he first became CEO, he had a terrible accident that was disfiguring, and he wanted to retain the public persona, so he committed to life looking <laughs> like a clown. P.S. He believed me. I'd watch that show. That might be my favorite Yeah, pitch, I think that actually. might be my favorite That is pitch. one of, like, that's really, that's, that's got some amazing. fucking depth to yes. it. Yes. And I would, I'm really interested in knowing how he kind of like, how that journey went. I love it. I love it. I'm Thank into you, it. Kelzer. So anyway, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Congratulations. Us. <laughs> Don't worry, I only got 15 more seconds. <laughs> 10 more seconds. All right. I think that's enough. This is really terrible. Let's check in with the Ad Council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, so you had mentioned some uh, jingles. Yes, we've got a jingle. This is, uh, uh, well, it is jingle time, I guess. We didn't oh, play our yeah. jingle time music. Oh, shoot. I forget. Genevieve, what time is it? <laughs> it's jingle time. Hey, council, it's jingle 
Okay. Uh, our first jingle is from listener Laura. And this is, I'm a huge fan of her performance here. Mm. It is delightful. And this is not a jingle that I was super familiar with. Um, so I'm just going to let Laura take it away. Hi, guys. This is Laura from Seattle. I wanted to call in and sing you this song. I don't know why this has been the soundtrack for my life, but because I was thinking it was a little bit before my time, but somehow when my daughter was born, I just started singing it to her automatically again. So um, here we go. I'm Chiquita Banana and I've come to say Bananas have to ripen in a certain way And when they're flecked with brown and have a golden hue Bananas taste the best and all the best for you Nice You can put them in a salad <laughs> You can put them in a pie Any way you want to eat them It's impossible to beat them But bananas like the climate of the very, very tropical equator so you should never put bananas in the refrigerator. <laughs> I don't, right, that's it. Thanks, guys. I didn't Did know that love full that? song. Did you it's, know that? No, it's oh, amazing. You just said you so this is actually an ad that never appeared on television. It was uh, produced by the United Fruit Company back in the 1940s, um, and it appeared only in movie theaters. Um, and it was in, it came to it was in movie theaters for like 50 years. Um, and actually, the singer who, who sings this, and it's this cute little, she's like a human, you know, sort of a anthropomorphized banana in a sort of a, like, cartoon in a sort of, like, uh, South Pacific kind of uh, scenario or, like, such, you know, setting. And she's, like, she's sort of a banana, but with, like, a Carmen Miranda fruit That's what I was wondering. Hat. Is this a specific take on a specific Carmen Miranda song that they've like kind of taken over or I, I don't know maybe I mean it's not a reference that I, that's familiar to me but I, a listener might be able to tell you so uh, take it away Chiquita Banana I'm Chiquita Banana and I've come to say bananas have to ripen in a certain way and when they're flecked with brown and have a golden hue bananas taste the best and are the best for you you can put them in a salad no not yet my dear that greenish way you're looking means that you are ripe for cooking how about me no no when you are fully ripe my dear those little flecks of brown appear me you're most digestible my friend delicious too from end to end <laughs> Now, by the way, I want to just point out that the bananas are now, or at least one of them, stripped out of his peel and then jumped yes. head first, I love dove the, into the salad. I get the sense that Americans didn't know how to eat bananas in the first half of the 20th century. And this Jaquita or United Fruit Company was like, we got to do a tutorial. I feel like we've already talked about this as an idea, but never did the idea. That could be a theme for a show where we talk about products I would have never thought bananas would make the list <laughs> but products and services where the point of the commercial is to yes. explain to you how to use it I love of. that idea I'm yeah. fascinated by that you can put them in a pie any way you want to eat them it's impossible to beat them but bananas like the climate of the very very tropical equator so you should never put bananas in the refrigerator so her voice, our listener's voice, Lauren, is it? Her mm -hmm. voice cracked a little bit at certain Laura. points. Laura. And so does, she was actually mimicking exactly where that happens in the song. so good for baby. I think we all should try it. See, 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 see. I love that. Is and that also, great? I'm slightly attracted to that banana. The woman who sang that uh, was named Monica Lewis. She died just a couple of years ago oh. at, at, in her 90s. No kidding. Uh, got another uh, jingle here? Yes, this is from listener Ashley. Um, and this is uh, for a product that I, a commercial and a product that I remember. Hi, this is Ashley from Kentucky. Hearing you guys talking about commercials brings me lots of joy every week. So mm -hmm. you have to imagine this jingle being sung by toddlers in the 80s, each of whom is much, much, much cuter than me and lispy and great. Ready? Yes, sir. That's my baby. No, sir. Don't mean maybe. Yes, sir. That's my baby shampoo. <laughs> no more tears. No more tears. I'm gonna stick with Johnson for years. Yes, sir. Johnson's baby shampoo. 
wow, she really went for it. I love it. I love when people go for it. That was awesome, Ashley. Thank you very much. Do you want to hear the original? I think so. Also, you know, I think what we just heard, it's going to be Ashley's had a little more stank on it. (laughs) It's going to be hard to improve upon that. You gotta like all these like super cute little yes, kids in the, sh- in the bath. Now there's two. No more here. Gold for babies. No more tears. Pink for kids. I'm gonna stick with your dick for years. Condition her too. Yes, sir. Turn the red shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple of things. First of all, I literally. I'm not even making a joke here. That kid was combing his like long, full hair to the left. Yeah. Something I used to do as a kid, and I had this moment of, I guess, jealousy. <laughs> I'm not making like a weird feeling, like because I haven't ha- I haven't had hair in front in so long that it was weird. Like I felt the sensation, then it went away. Um, and then secondly, I, here's a question for you: If you can make t- shampoo. No more tear shampoo, shampoo that is not going to make you cry when it gets in your eyes. Mm-hmm. And you can make that. We have the technology for kids. Why right. wouldn't you just make all shampoo like that? Well, a couple things. Uh, most adults can close their eyes and keep but liquids why, out of their eyes. But what's the harm in having shampoo because that can go in Johnson's your eyes? baby shampoo, I don't know if it's like, if it really like gets an, like an adult head of hair the way you want it to be. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's like this very mild stuff. It's like... Like I would, I need something with a little more muscle when I wash my hair. That's funny. I would think that kids have dirtier hair than adults. They're all climbing around in the dirt, probably getting duck poop in there. Okay, that's specific to my childhood, <laughs> but still. Um, now, I see on the show sheet that you have one more here. If we play this one, that unlocks you having to that's true. sing one. How but are we doing on time? You know, we're at about 52 minutes right now by my clock. Well, of course, we had to restart, so maybe we're at like 50 minutes. Yeah. It's your call. Do you want to... Ford promote for next week? I feel like if we're under an hour, I should just do it this week. All right. Sounds good. Well, then here is the um, third jingle. Do you have to set this up? Uh, this is from Alyssa. I'm sorry. No, this is from um, the the Google thing misread it. This is from Heather, I believe. Oh, okay. Hi. This is listener Heather in Chicago. Um, this is a jingle that I did not know coming from Washington State where I grew up until I moved into the Chicago area. This sounds so much like our friend Margaret. It's freaking me out. <laughs> uh and it was, it was surprising, very surprising to hear it on television all the time. Save big money at Menards. Yep, you heard that right. Uh, okay, thanks. Save Bye. big money at Menards. Save big money at Menards. I was not familiar with this. Save big money at Menards. Wow, I really feel like um, uh, Heather slash Alyssa really kind of like... Just- Google heard it as... As Alyssa Weather, Weather, (laughs) she said she's a listener, Heather. Listener, Heather, I think you should go by Alyssa Weather if you ever are on TV, (laughs) especially if you're like on the local news um, or if you just want to like create an online identity that can't be traced back to you. I think Alyssa Weather would be fantastic. I like it. All right. So uh, that means you're up, I guess. That's right. Um, this is a commercial that I've just had in my head for years, and it was, I've had the song in my head for years, but I never knew, because nowhere in the song, by the way, does it say what the product is, which mm-hmm. I think is a real sort of creative failure. Um, but tell me if you remember this one. Sometimes I dream that he is me. You've got to see that's how I dream to be. I dream I move. I dream I groove like Mike. If I could be like oh, Mike, yeah, I want to yeah. be, I want to be oh, like yeah. Mike, like yeah. Mike. If I could be like Mike. I remember the end of that. Yeah. I would have never known the beginning of it. So you said. It's you, for Gatorade. I want to be like Mike. Yeah. Sometimes, I, this is the lyric. Sometimes I dream that he is me. That's weird. That's You've a weird got to that. see that's how I dream to be. That's not a phrase. No, that's. But it rhymes. Yeah, sort of. There's just a lot of like, beauty shots of Michael Jordan. If that wasn't obvious, that's the mic in question. I should have done the bum bum bum.
Got a real world music flavor. Yeah, and letting it breathe. Maybe we should make this a 30-seconder. No way, we can't <laughs> capture this in 30 seconds. What about 45 seconds? No, a kid has to do a solo at the end. <laughs> That's been in my head for I remember. I want to be like Mike. 30 years, I think. This, this came up when I was watching an old TV show or something recently, too. Um... You know what blows my mind about that commercial what? more than remembering the song now is seeing the glass bottles of Gatorade. Oh, like gosh, I grew yeah. up with glass bottles right. of Gatorade. And I forgot about now. that. And I'm a big Gatorade drinker, especially when I'm on more of a slightly more of an exercise kick. Um, because they say if you're on an exercise kick, you should drink sugar water. Um, but so I've been pounding plastic jugs of Gatorade for the better part of my life now. But when I was younger and my dad would pick me up from football practice, we would get Gatorade. And it was always, I always got uh, lemon lime. You didn't have as many flavors back then. And it was in that glass bottle. And yeah. I remember that the lightning bolt was kind of it was a the bottle was kind of pebbled so you yeah. can hang on to it. It's probably so it didn't slip out of your sweaty hands. And smash all over the court. Right. And then it Which had I'm sure a, it did many, many times. A raised, smooth um, lightning bolt yeah, on it. I can that, feel it. And tactile. seeing these kids drink out of this and seeing Mike drink out of it is really taking me back, man. He was a he was a once in a lifetime athlete. I don't care about him, I care about the bottle. Once in a generation, maybe. Somebody send me some old bottles of Gatorade and I'll drink them on the air. No, don't <laughs> send us anything. I'm just joking. Also, that sounds dangerous. All right, well, good job, Veeves. Sounded great. Thanks. Thank you, ad counselors, for unlocking that achievement. You unlocked an achievement, and now we have achieved another show. <laughs> I really enjoyed doing the pitches with you. I did too. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I felt like my ideas were a little half-baked compared to yours. Well, I really got into the kind of like the writing of it. That's kind of my favorite thing. I feel like, here's my one thing. I feel like when we were talking over brunch on Sunday, we kept on coming up with ideas that we didn't want. We're like, oh, well, you know, we won't do this one because we're talking about it now. And I felt we were like just we kind a of bullshitting. Of ideas. Yeah. Can you remember what any of them were? I think that is where I came up with my running man idea. Yeah, I think so. But you can't think of any other one, so I no, felt like we I mean, had some good shit in there. I think we were just joking around. You might say we left some good ideas on the breakfast table. Yes. Let's keep the magic going. Uh, you've heard you've heard how it's done. You've seen how it's done. Send in your own pitches. We'd love to cover them in the ad council section. Um, you can email us at after these messages show at Gmail. You can put them on the Facebook page. Of, you know, we can start a thread there. Uh, after these messages show as the Facebook group, um, and I, I know the picture went down today, but I'll uh, I'll get it put back up. And um, you can always call us at six oh seven. Oh, you want me to play was, the actual I jingle, jingle? Huh? Yeah, I think I got to play that on a different computer because I already have this. Oh, music. sorry. I know it's hard to crossfade them. Six oh seven. After these <laughs> messages is after your messages. It's six oh seven triple four fifty five nine seven. I there you it. go. Great. Easy to remember. 607-444-5597. 607-444-5597. It gets easier every time. Exactly. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jingle Meisters. Um, and we will talk to you all next Tuesday. Google the devil, but I feel lucky. Extreme home makeover. Couldn't touch me. Backyards, kittens, puppies, 401ks, Vavos, yuppies. Yeah, I'm talking about wine drinkers, bald head men, clucks, clan swine thinkers. What motivates you? Let's go.